In a world where every Rob, Steve, and Lane has a podcast, two good brothers will try to rise above the rest. Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer Blues and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer Blues MBS, the podcast that when it's trying to put an infant to sleep, goes completely to NPR voice. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the gardening enthusiast, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing this evening? Howie Blues! It's, I'm good. I'm, I just, I, I feel like you inside are screaming to get that out, and you just can't. And so you're de- you have to default to to terrestrial radio voice. So I I uh, am just bringing it, bringing the the punch for you. So I'm I'm doing okay. I'm happy to be here again. It's another week, and we are we made it. We made it. That's that's about all I can say. Uh, aside from I'm thirsty, and it's time it's it's time to drink so for those of you watching or listening uh now is your cue to please go get something nice cold beverage perhaps a lemonade or maybe vodka maybe mix them it's it's totally up to you you could just drink the vodka straight too if you want it's really it's really up to you but just a couple quick off-the-cuff suggestions how about you howard how are you how you doing you know i'm i'm doing all right uh it it was it's kind of interesting kidder uh i was supposed to stay home this week you know i've been doing a lot of travel for work um last week uh we didn't record not that the audience knows this but we didn't record uh because i was traveling like three days last week i was out at the Chateau and then up to Mysick and then back out to the Chateau on Sunday. So I was supposed to stay home, but I ended up having a uh, last-minute trip to Fort Totten planned. So I uh, drove up there today with my executive director and our chief archaeologist. Um, we're doing some work to um, do some partnerships with local tribes and such in regards to the boarding schools. I see Kidder has left the meeting and joined the meeting. Welcome back, Kidder. Thanks. It's, it's just one of those things. Again, pro- probably not that the audience would know unless the doorbell sound stays in the recording. But yeah, I, I don't think it does. There, you went over there. You, you know, that's good. You you drove to Fort Totten and back, and uh, I I make trips on my own of out of the meeting and back. <laughs> Yeah. Like the third one tonight, and we just started. Yeah, um, yeah. So we we were up there. Um, we as the society are kind of gearing up to do a bit more partnering uh, with the local tribes in regards to boarding schools. And Fort Totten started as a military post, and then 
spent most of its history as a boarding school with a slight break in there to be a preventatorium. Um, but with all of the concern that arose last year after um, the bodies of children were found at um, a boarding school in Canada, uh, it's put a lot of pressure and everybody's been asking questions then about other boarding schools. And so we get asked about uh, bodies at Totten a lot. And so uh, we're, you know, instead of waiting around for somebody to force us to do something, we'd rather be proactive in this and have volunteered, um, you know, stuff from our archives. And uh, we're looking at some technology, doing some drone flights and some things like that to try and help the tribes answer those questions. So that's what I was up there for uh, today. But uh, Kit, Kit, I, I did have a question for you. Are you ready? I, uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, the, the question is, uh, have you found the murder bird yet? No. Nope. Damn it, Kidder! Could you just find him for me? I need. I need to get uh, reinstated. Oh, see, see, I don't need him arrested now. I, I want to hire him because because oh. I got this asshole Robin that keeps wanting to build a nest on my, basically on my porch awning, and uh, like me and this Robin have been having battles back and forth. It builds the nest all day, and then at night, before I sit down for dinner, I destroy it. So if the murder bird, you know, could just uh, get rid of one robin. Hmm. What if what if they, uh, <clears throat> you know, discussed things and uh, the robin paid off the murder bird more than what you were offering and turned on you? I see some kind of B-movie plot twist there. So we might want to look at something else. Listen, I, I mean, thanks to me, the murder bird, you know, it's, it's got some fame. You know, it's able to get some branding out there. I mean, I, I don't think he would turn on us for that. Mm. You know, we'd be, be getting rid of his meal ticket. Maybe. But I don't think he's made any money off of the merch in the merch store. Much like mm. ourselves. <laughs> no, we've made some. We've made some. But uh, maybe we need to make a uh, a murder bird piece of merch. Maybe people would be interested in a murder bird piece of merch. Leave us a comment. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Comment. What would you like to see in the merch store? Not only would you like to see the murder bird design of some some kind, but what else do you want to see? What uh, what would you like to wear? Triple B apparel. Drop us a comment. I think the local geek would like to uh, somehow have, uh, you know, how uh, Flavor Flav has the clock. I, I think that uh, local geek would like, uh, I don't know, a mini keg or something like that around his, his neck. But unfortunately, the merch store is unable to offer that at this time. I, I would say local geeks got a 3D printer. He could just make himself one of those. It's very true. Mm -hmm. Very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kit, Kit, I've been trying to stall here. Um, for for those in the visual audience, you probably noticed that we have a special guest uh, making their debut on the show, and that's uh, this is Little Miss. 
who we got to go to sleep right before we started this show. Um, but I've, I've been stalling so that Lefty could come and collect her so that I could reach my beer for what's on tap because <laughs> it's, it's just out of reach, Kidder. It's just out of reach. Um, but I know you're thirsty, so uh, we might as well do what's on tap, and we might have to uh, stall what Howard's got. I, I see. I see. Uh, you know, what you either need is uh, one of the, the little grappler arm things which I, I thought you had somewhere maybe it maybe it's up in an attic <laughs> uh-huh. it's upstairs he says right because anything helpful useful or necessary is not within reach mm-hmm. great well uh orion is here and uh, he is going to help me pick pick out this week's what's on tap right right yeah, I mean, uh, we we got uh, basically two of the mystery beers left, and so I think I'll take this one first, which I, I should have had uh, perhaps a couple weeks ago when Big D was on, just because uh, I don't know. Well. I don't really know why, I, I guess. Maybe because it's a Kirin Ichiban. But uh, I don't know. Where is this from? I don't know. doesn't say at all. And I could look it up, but I'm sure that uh, there's other services <laughs> that will help to, to bring that on. It uh, is not... Not enjoying the focus either. There it goes. Look at that. The premium beer from the Kieran First Press beer. In fact, it's 100% malt first press. So according to this, the Kieran Ishiban uses only the most flavorful portion of the finest ingredients. Uh, Also, the... Uh, best before date has not happened yet, so we're we're in <laughs> we're in good good money, good times. There's a look at the cap for you with the nice yellow logo and lettering. I mean, it's all lettering technically, but you know how it, how it goes. That's a brood under. Kieran's strict supervision by Anheuser-Busch in Los Angeles, California, and Williamsburg, Virginia. Not what I would expect for uh, Anheuser-Busch. So let's check out this premium beer, which is definitely not a live premium event. Also just noticed on the side that it is 5% alcohol per volume, 12 fluid ounces, the average analysis, 145 calories. 10.6 grams of carbohydrates, 1.5 grams of protein, no fat, and please recycle. So, uh, I don't even know if this is a twist off, which I don't think it is. So, we have another another bottle for the local geek. So, that's good. Here we are. Hmm. Definitely... Definitely has that uh, not brewed here aroma, I guess you could say. Mm. 
you know, that's okay. It uh, wouldn't be my first choice to go to, but it uh, it isn't too bad. So, cheers to you and what's on tap there, Howie Blues, and uh, to the Little Miss as well. On top of that, if you would like to buy us a beer or a round, if you would, we'd appreciate it. All you need to do is go to beerbluesbs.com. Links right here at the bottom of uh, the page on your screen if you're watching this. And, of course, if you're listening to this on uh, any of the platforms, go to beerbluesbs.com. Click the link in the comments. Click the buy us a beer button. And, well, we'd appreciate if you bought us a beer or bought us a round. So we would thank you for that. Did I stall long enough? Yeah, I was able to uh, make an adjustment here and uh, reach my beer. Uh, so getting back into the tradition of trying new and possibly unique beers that could be either good or bad. Yeah. Uh, I have one here from the Surly Brewing Company. It's called Hyper Modern, and it is an Idaho 7 IPA. So. Hyper. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we got for tasting notes and such here? It's in Idaho 7 IPA. Uh, the, oh gosh, this is some of my, you know, my favorite beer tasting notes. It's modern. Hop. Flavor. So does that mean that it tastes like plastic? Because it's made out of... Um like processors and motherboards because it's modern. Right. I mean, I I have no idea, but yeah, modern hop and flavor are the three descriptors they gave it, which how is flavor a descriptor? (sighs) Well, some things don't have flavor, so I guess they're advertising, you know, it's like uh, the bar on the outside, right? It says like beer, liquor, burgers, whatever there you go taste (laughs) so it is a 7.6 percent alcohol by volume so it's a doozy and now howard will attempt the amazing feat of opening his beer and hopefully not waking the infant here we go Houston, we have mission success. Try and just tip her up a little bit. Bring it in for a smell. Uh, smell confirms this is definitely an IPA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kidder uh, is making a face, which lets us all know how he feels about IPAs. Huh. Well, Kidder, that uh, that solves uh, a couple of mysteries. Um, yes, it does taste like hops, and uh, there's definitely a flavor there. 
what it is, I can't exactly tell you. It's a little citrusy. But just mysterious enough that, yes, flavor could work as a descriptor. Modern. Nee. Nee. Um, we're all not a bad IPA. I'll enjoy it. So. Hmm. A flavor. Not sure what flavor, but hey, flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's got it's got a flavor. I can't tell you what it is. I've taken like three sips of this uh bitter and I get a different taste profile each time. So maybe you should have shaken the can a little bit. Get a little bit of that flavor mix. <laughs> or it's like a uh uh what do you one of the mixed drinks where they're layered right and and you have like the water on top and then you have the hops <laughs> and then you have the plastic and then you have the the barley on the bottom or something you know <laughs> the face well, it, i i got to say this kidder it seems like with each drink it's getting a bit worse like the flavor, like it, like the first sip kind of had a nice citrusy note to it, and now that's um, now that's gone. Um, yeah, I might uh, rethink this. I might not actually enjoy this. Mm. I, I'm sorry. I I, I just see uh, or hear IPA on a can and go, that's. That's not a good decision. So that's not going to say that it's on you, but it, it might might be on you. Uh, you know, that's what I get for trying to create content for the show and trying to defend IPAs. Yeah, still not getting any better. <laughs> I think right. uh, if anybody needs to de- defend IPAs, it would be two people one ipa rob because it's in his nickname mm-hmm. and then two lane because lane is lane <laughs> yes well i i would almost guess that we're more likely to have lane on the show than ipa rob but mm. you know i'll uh i'll let him know that uh, you you have said as much and We'll see. Maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll join us one of these nights. You know, he could just join through his phone or tablet or computer in a dark room. We don't actually have to see him if he doesn't want to be seen on the show. Keep his identity obscured. And there's some filters for that, too. You know, if we were to do that, he could... Add some filters. I mean, Nick's been on the Enterprise Bridge, so there's that. But worth a shot. Either way, speaking of the Enterprise, the wrong Enterprise in Nico's case. But, yes, I want to talk Star Trek for a minute. And maybe two, maybe three minutes. And I, I do have to say that you will enjoy this because I'm not going to go off the rails. I'm not going to lose my mind. 
complaining about it because after three episodes now of Strange New Worlds with Anson Mount playing Captain Pike, Christopher Pike, and uh, Ethan Peck playing uh, Spock. It's really good. The visuals are fantastic. The acting is more along the lines of what you would expect from Starfleet officers. The writing for the most part is like good. Uh, and it almost seems more like an updated version of the next generation, which is pretty high praise from me, I guess. And I say updated, not in the fact of that they're telling, you know, better stories or, or different things because they're within that specific time frame that little notch in Star Trek history, and they're playing, you know, a bunch of characters who already have their character lines established, but they're able to tell stories that so far don't overtly affect and change the rest of the series, you know, because you can go on an adventure you can do things and they don't have to affect anything else. You know, you can come in contact with these unknown species because they did it all the time in the next generation and deep space nine and Voyager and the original series. Some of them had recurring roles and others became more famous than others. And some just disappeared, right? Like one-offs. But this is, it really has the opportunity to continue to grow into that classic Star Trek. And it gives me hope that there will be more enjoyable Star Trek for years to come. And apparently there's two more Star Trek series that are in development on top of everything else that has been shooting, edited, and gone through the process uh, and still on the way in the next year. So in the coming months, there might be the official announcement of a couple more series, which would be pretty cool. More Star Trek. Now... It's a big change from Discovery and even Picard because this seems more what a Star Trek fan would really want. You know, you get to see the Enterprise. You get to see areas within the Enterprise. You get to see them going on missions, doing things. It's not just, well... It's the worst problem in the galaxy since yesterday. And now we have to figure it out for 14 episodes. I like a balance and, and we've talked about it before, like deep space nine, my favorite star Trek series. They had a good balance where even in the, the single one-off episodes, there was still 
overtones of perhaps the season or several episodes in a row. And they were able to weave it together to keep your interest, to move the plot and still share something different. Love it. So uh, three episodes in three different stories, some laughter, some serious moments and a decent amount of character development. I know Howard, you're a big fan of having these characters mean something like they're not just extras. <laughs> they are, you know, part of the story. And it, even though there are new people, new characters on the bridge, part of the bridge staff, they're expanding on a lot of this. You know, S Montgomery Scott isn't the chief engineer. So there, there's a lot of things that are cool. And I'm excited to see where they go with it. Uh, later, as we've talked about again, and uh, that the uh, other series will be coming like Star Trek <coughs> uh, Prodigy. Uh, the uh, series will continue later this year. And also Star Trek Lower Decks, the animated. Well, Prodigy and Lower Decks are animated, just different animation styles. And Prodigy also has a video game being released in the not too distant future. So that's kind of neat too. Uh, overall, really happy so far with, with this, the, uh, again, the visuals just fantastic. If I had to gripe about something, <clears throat> just a couple things. And the, one of them ties together. It's the size issue. Because the Enterprise is, you know, a set length in meters. But then they have these gigantic sets. So they're, each of their crew quarters or their cabins are the size of like four crew cabins on Voyager or the Enterprise D, for instance. And the this enterprise NCC one seven zero one only has a crew complement of around three hundred fifty people, whereas the Enterprise D had over one thousand people on it. So it's a very small ship, especially compared to the the others in its ancestry later on in the the timeline. But their their crew quarters are massive. The sick bay, massive. They the sick bay itself is there, and then in the latest episode, the uh, children of uh, uh, Illyrian, I, I believe, is what it was called. And that's something else. They don't put the titles up on the top of the screen anymore. It, you have to just hit, you know the remote to bring up the information for the show but um the sick bay they have the crew come in and they're like yeah we had to open up the uh the overflow area and it's this pan wide panning shot and it's like hundreds of beds like what is that come on even even in voyager for instance when they had 
the crews and uh, they needed to put the crew members under in the cryostasis while they traverse certain areas of the Delta Quadrant. They had all of the shuttle bays and areas within the shuttle bays converted into uh, medical facilities. So that would have been more along the lines of a cannon uh, leaning way of doing things, You, I suppose you could say. But nope, like, oh, yeah, we turn the lights on back here and this thing goes on forever. Like, unrealistic. So th that killed that part for me. And then when they show main engineering, you know, there's an engineering workstation and an area around in a similar and very loosely similar fashion as the original series when you're looking at engineering. But <clears throat> again, massive, huge, like you can see the induction coils down the center. And I'm like, that's that's not. What? What? Hyper, it's not hyper modern. No, it is hyper. Or it modern. is hyper. It's it's hyper overly hyper modern. I see mm -hmm. what you're doing. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a good thing you have that beer. Mm -hmm. But, and I, and I know that I could pull up some some shots here, and whether you do some research or, or not, uh, you know, I'd say for those watching or listening watch some of the episodes if you can the first episode was available for free on youtube so you can see the pilot for strange new worlds but th i think those those two things are my biggest like nagging items scratching at the back of my brain when i'm watching it like this is really large for what it should be because everything was small. The original series, Gene Roddenberry wanted it to be like a submarine in space. The submarines are notoriously close quarters. Everything is small, compact. And this is definitely not either of those. So there, there's that. The other thing is their, their uniforms are more like sports jerseys. Like the quality threads that I'm wearing right now. Uh, I like them and I don't like them like the V neck part. It's, it's sort of all right. The extra seaming on the sides. I'm not really a fan of it. It just, I don't know. It, it's almost like it accentuates the bodies of the people it's wearing, but at the same time, it's not always flattering. Uh, and then you look at the, you know, original series tunics and, or even uh, from the uh, favorite fan film. <laughs> it's not a fan film, but Howard's a fan of it. The 2009 Star Trek movie. <laughs> he's smiling right now, but, uh, and he's got his thumb up too. He's doing the thing. <clears throat> uh, you look at those, and and those are more jersey-like, but yet they they're more of a uniform. And those, Howard, for the record, I like. In fact, as you know, I I own two of them. 
I own the command tunic and the science tunic. I like those. And they're comfortable to wear. The undershirt is nice, and then you have the the jersey tunic over the top. It's pretty comfortable to wear. So I believe that would have been a better option to stay within that angle, but the way they're they're going. We'll see if they change them for next season. They also have like three different or four different types of uniform on the ship, and that kind of bothers me too because it's a uniform for a reason. <laughs> it's e- uniformity. But yeah, we'll we'll see how and when and where. But that's uh, my current take on Strange New Worlds. Does it make you excited to at least? watch uh the pilot yeah i might actually give the pilot a watch um track it down on youtube and give it the old look-see um because i know some of the last trailers kind of made me go me on it so but uh you know i'll give it a fair shake when i find time which um who knows envy right and for the record, the uh, episode three name is the Ghosts of Illyria. Mm. Yeah. So there, there's that. I guess just to you know, toss it out there. I'm not quite of a fan, a huge fan of <clears throat> some of the lineage that they're throwing in with the actors. I. excuse me, I'm not going to ruin it for you because I would like you to see, hear, find out for yourself of what it is if and when you obviously get to that point. But um, yeah, I'll let you find that and figure that out for yourself. So I... The next topic on the rundown, I I happen to see two words, and I'm pondering what happened. (laughs) Is it good or bad? Like, did you get your money back, or did this thing just blow up? Like, what's what's going on with you and and the the music player? Well, give give me just a sec as I hand off the sleeping one. and adjust my chair um actually kid or nothing happened between um me and my ipod uh it was more just after we had last week's episode where i talked about getting the ipod and um some of my takes and such with it uh apple announced that they are discontinuing the ipod touch so the iPod is no more. It is the end of the era. They will continue selling until they have uh, no more. And then that's it. It's over. So I got mine just in time to still have one. But uh, they decided that with the success of the iPhone, who needs an iPod anymore? 
screw you, Apple. Uh, which is another reason why Apple is the bane of anyone and everyone's existence. I mean, you know what? <clears throat> maybe not everybody, but yeah. Well, and you know the thing about it is, for me, like again, I'm still adjusting to this new, uh, you know, iPod kind of setup that they're doing. And there's there are things I still I don't like, like you know I, I'm taking mine on the road, so if I start playing a podcast. And with some podcasts, I don't download every episode because sometimes I've maybe already listened to it or maybe it's a topic I I just don't care to hear about. Well, if you start, you know, if I go into my downloaded list and I start playing a particular show, if the next episode happens to be one that I don't have downloaded because maybe I, you know, already listened to it or that, it stops the playing because, hey, uh, you don't have an internet connection, so we can't play the next episode. It's like, I have 72 of these episodes downloaded. Just play the next one I have. Why do I have to go back? And it's it's not like I can go like, here's a button, play next episode, or play next downloaded. No, I have to open it all up, go to my downloaded again, scroll down until I find one that I haven't played, and then hit that. Got somewhat just, of an easier uh, fix for you there, Howie Blues. Uh, I, I know you're going to tell me to Spotify. <laughs> I refuse, Kidder. I refuse. Oh, well, that's sad. So much for your iPod and wanting to take podcasts of quality such as ours on the road with you, with or without an internet connection. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right over there. Yeah, you know, Kidder, I, I'm 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 actually experimenting. You might have noticed I have a different uh setup than I've had as of late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh there's a reason for this. Um and the reason is is that I, I've been struggling with just, you know, two kids, keeping up with the podcast, work and all of that. Uh, that some of my other hobbies have kind of been in decline. So I actually rearranged my podcast setup. So uh, hang on, everybody. Big reveal! So as I come around, here's my painting desk. What you'll notice, you might have caught me looking over. Uh, that's because Kidder is now over here on this uh, end table. Uh, How get here. on an end table? It's amazing, yeah. Um, with my mic there... But I have over here, I'm running uh, my Osmo camera, and I got it all set up. So, Kidder, uh, from here on out, now that Little Miss is gone, uh, I'm actually going to be doing some painting while we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I have a couple of figures here. They're from the board game uh, Dungeon Saga. And I'm going to be painting them up. I have a couple down here that I had uh, finished earlier. Uh, by earlier, I mean before I moved. Um, and usually when I paint a unit, I try and do it all at once. But hey, I found these guys while I was unpacking some stuff. And I'm like, crap, I missed them. So anyway, I'm doing this. Uh, the reason I have the Osmo uh, set up 
is I will now have a painter cam that will insert into here. So, hey, while we're talking down in the bottom corner here, you should be able to watch as Howard paints, you know, if you're interested. So let's uh, <clears throat> return the main camera back up to its precarious perch. But, uh, yeah, we're going to give this a try. I don't know if I'll continually do this, but I thought it was worth a shot. Could be fun. Could be interesting. So, yeah. I mean, I figure if, you know, Kidder can play Lawnmower Simulator while we're doing a podcast, I can paint. My defense, I haven't done that for a while. <clears throat> I haven't I haven't played that game in uh, a while. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I don't even remember the last date that I played it because I had to mow my own lawn in real life last week. So yeah, <clears throat> we're getting there. Yeah, I you know I had to mow mine as well, um, and then. The other fun part of that kidder was uh, IPA Rob actually came over to my place and was helping us identify all of the uh, plants and shrubs that the previous owners had planted and uh, give us some general like how to care for these things because neither my wife nor myself really are gardeners. Um, and so like he's giving us all the great advice like, oh, on this one, you'll, you know, in the fall, trim it down to like the ground. It's like, didn't know we were supposed to trim these. So, yeah, so trying to up my gardening knowledge as we go. But, yeah, I had to break out the mower as well. Sad day. Sad day. I understand. I have uh, discovered that two of my trees out front are dead dead which is depressing yeah did the old uh the old check on them uh number one of <clears throat> testing the branch right because you want to see if there's some flexibility and whatnot started pulling <coughs> ah okay look at the core yeah that's uh that's that's dead and then the big hmm, the big test, if you will, check the base. So I uh, got out my handy-dandy uh, knife and, you know, cut the, cut the bottom of the, the tree there a little bit to see if there was, was any green or anything. And uh, no, that's a no Howie Blues. So... The uh, city forestry department, interestingly and oddly enough, will be uh, stopping by early this coming week to take a look and see the uh, the trees, what they're there, and uh, give me a permit. Because the cool thing is, if you want a boulevard tree, you have to obtain permission from the city because the boulevard, you know, the right of way for the, the city, you just get to maintain it. But by doing that, 
and then going out buying an approved tree or trees from the uh, list that they have uh, of the uh, variety. I want to say there's 20 different trees that are on the list of trees you can plant that are approved. And uh, what they'll do is uh, basically refund you up to 50% and uh, the total of $100 they'll give you back for planting a tree as part of the Tree City uh, USA uh, and different donations to the uh, city forestry department. So that's kind of interesting. I know that uh, your trees are still living <laughs> and uh, they're working. But in case you, you would like to fill in some more of the space along uh, the boulevard, I have some, uh, some knowledge for you. What, what do you mean? No, <laughs> I, I have enough trees on my boulevard and uh, I say that cause I have to mow around them and hmm. uh, you know, mowing around the trees is part of what I don't like about uh, mowing. So mm -hmm. yeah, like yeah. An, an obstacle course that isn't necessarily needed. <laughs> Yeah, and especially since uh, we did not get around to trimming our... Uh, we have an oak tree in the backyard, and we didn't get around to trimming it. So, unfortunately, it's even more of an obstacle. Um, yeah, uh, it's my least favorite tree right now to mow around. So, but... Uh, no, I have a, a good, healthy dose of trees already, so I don't need to add any more. Hmm, so. Fair enough. Uh, the the plus side, looking at uh, uh, pretty much all all of those trees that are, uh, you know, boulevard trees, aren't necessarily that tall. The brochure that the city put together of uh, the approved trees for uh, the city has even their peak heights, uh, approximate widths, so you can get an idea before you go buy a tree and plant it and, you know, expect it to be 20 feet tall, but it ends up being 60 feet tall, that sort of thing. So I will update next week on all the goodness, hopefully. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll have new trees by then. I don't know. It would be nice to have, <laughs> have some trees that uh, don't just look like there's, you know, sticks. <clears throat> but uh, that's that's that. I I will uh, warn you, Kidder, because IPA Rob warned me. Uh, but uh, prices on plants this year are through the roof. Um, so if you are doing any plant buying. Uh, expect to pay a lot more than you have in years past. So he he was From, kind of shocked by the price on plants when he went shopping. Yeah. So yeah, that that would be understandable. Uh, I saw on a couple of the area uh, places who have the trees that uh, depending on the tree, they start uh, around 
80 to 90 dollars for the tree which you know for something that's six feet tall i would somewhat expect so you know could, could go with the little sapling try that but uh i already have one of those because one of the three trees had already died as we thought i mean it essentially did die <laughs> from the ground up but the the roots were still alive which was interesting and so it regrew so it's kind of like Groot you know he got blown up and then he was, was like a toothpick but so now it's very interesting we're we're doing a regrowth project out here is the little stump it it's kind of bizarre i know but uh last year we made it two and a half three feet i want to say is what it made it up to from just you know leafy sapling coming out of the the small trunk of the tree i don't know we're doing doing all right with that so hoping hoping for the best howard yeah i hope it works out for you and because i'm nice i'm gonna put that on the rundown <laughs> you know i don't ever look at the rundown when i start editing i know because so. <clears throat> for these you're here so it's a little bit easier. <laughs> I didn't even bother really looking uh, on the ones that you did without me. No. Well, I tried. It was I, there for you anyway. It it was. So I appreciate that. Actually, I okay, I, I did look at one. And that was because I was struggling to figure out um, with the Doyle uh, no, the big D Farva episode, because uh, it was three clips, and because you guys didn't just start right back up with the show, you did a little bit before and after. Uh, I kind of used that to f figure out which, what was the order of them. So, but uh, yeah, otherwise I don't tend to look at them. Perfect. Well, I do what I can for you. How about an update on your straight line videos? I know that that you subscribe to these. You you wait with bated breath for new videos, new content to come out of people taking the straight line challenges. What is there anything new with any of that? Uh, there is. Uh, I actually found a new video, and uh, it's by a YouTuber uh, by the name of Ararak. And he decided to go across the United States. So that was interesting. Um, bit of a problem, or at least, well, I'll put it this way. He actually starts in North Dakota uh, hmm. during the winter. Of course. <laughs> what a noob. Yeah. And he he did try to stick to roads, so trespassing wasn't an issue. Uh, so I'll give him that. He's the first one who actually considered that. Um, but here's my issue, Kidder. Uh, the idea of the straight line mission is that you, you tend to walk the straight line mission 
he didn't really walk. He uh, he got in a van like ten <laughs> feet in, huh. and and started driving in the van, um, only to get out. I think once because they set this parameter for themselves of sticking within a half mile of the line. Uh, so so they set that. So there was one part where the road curved out of that half mile range. So they had to get out of the van, walk in a straight line, and then get back on. Once they got back on the interstate, hop back on. If they were on the interstate. I He did post his line, and I could have gone and looked at it. I ran out of time before we recorded tonight. But they continued to do this, and so I, the video was fairly short. Uh, he used a bunch of other vehicles kind of throughout. So I don't know how to feel about it because, like, their biggest challenge was, like, huh, how do we get food or gas if we can't go half a mile off of our line? And a half mile is longer than most people think. So, like, the graphic that he shows shows, like, the interstate and it, like... The half mile is like partially up the ramp on the interstate. <laughs> and you can see like from the drone footage, like there's a gas station right up. I'm like, that's that's within a half mile easily. But like mm-hmm. they use the shot like can't go out, you know, further than a half mile. And it's like it, it, you guys could do this. And so they, they kind of made all this extra drama because there was no real drama to this of, oh my gosh, we, we're nearly going to run out of gas. They, they did run out of gas once, but like five feet from the gas station. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're a bunch of uh, overdramatic fakers. I wouldn't say that they were fakers. I just think that they... They took what makes these challenges like a challenge and basically said, nah, we're not doing any of that. We're just going to cross the country. I mean, the last vehicle he used was a flying car. A flying car. Yep, he flew over the last half of Texas. Hmm. Bad Favre is not around. We could ask him how he feels about that. Yeah, this guy doesn't like the rest of your state, so he flew over it so it would go faster. <laughs> how did I, that make I, you feel? I think he did it because he couldn't find roads like that were straight enough. So instead of getting out and walking, they they flew. Hmm. It still it just it kind of sucked away the the fun of the straight line challenges. So I, I watched it. Um, meh, meh. I, 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 yeah. I mean, if you want to go out and watch it, you can, but this is kind of meh. So compared to, if you're a diehard straight line mission guy, like myself, uh, you'll probably be disappointed, uh, in this particular video, but at least it's a new one, something to see interesting sad to say that uh, we will not be going on any straight line missions 
unless you consider the trek to Des Moines. It's kind of a straight line. Kind of. But not really. I'd say I-29, if you go that route, it's pretty much a straight line until you get there, and then you got to take take a left, but we wouldn't be able to do the quarter mile thing or half mile. We'd be going <laughs> in one direction in, in as straight of a line as, as we could, but how do you feel about that, Howard? I, I think you just got to make it like a only straight line mission, so you know, you, you head straight line down the interstate turn and make a straight line down the next interstate turn and make a straight line the other so basically you're saying keep it between the ditches got pretty it much, pretty much pretty much what i'm saying pretty much maybe i'll maybe i'll i'll find something to hook up and then uh, set up a time lapse <laughs> this is the most interesting drive you'll see today <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, a lot shorter than what it took me to do. <clears throat> Maybe. Maybe we'll do that. If I can get something worked out for that, we'll have to have to do that. Uh, otherwise, hmm. Hmm. Yes. Uh, that's kind of a, uh, a I don't want to say a spoiler, but. Um, Teaser. We'll go with teaser. It's a teaser for uh, what's coming in the next couple weeks. So stay tuned to Beer Blues and BS for that. And not only do you get that, but you also get controversy on the Triple B because Howard loves a good controversial thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I do. Um, so... I had planned to talk a little bit about Kickstarters um, because Bone Six wrapped up during my hiatus, and uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it in the last few weeks. Um, but Bone Six wrapped up, and Bone Six wrapped up in a, I don't want to say disappointing way, Kidder, but people were kind of disappointed. Like the last, well, the last two-thirds of the campaign, all I got to hear about when reading the comments was this Kickstarter isn't doing as good as the past Kickstarters and every armchair quarterback out there was sitting there like they should have done it like this. I don't know why they did it this way. I don't know why they, I mean, so it's been a lot of that. Um, you could tell that Reaper really didn't get where they were expecting to get because they moved forward. Some of the unlocks. Um, so, at least not everything they showed is coming out, and that's good. Uh, the big piece this time around, Kidder, uh, was revealed to be a lighthouse. Uh, Ooh, does it light up? You can make it light up. Oh. So, um, so I'll probably get one of those. Maybe two. Maybe a third. I don't know. I got ideas. Um, Three but, lighthouses? Well... Yeah, somebody made a roof. some people made a good point with the design they went with. Uh, they also would make excellent guard towers, and I'm like, Ooh, guard towers. So I make one a lighthouse and have two guard towers. Maybe, maybe, 
we'll see. Um, I have to look again at what the uh, what the cost was. So that finished. Um, I'd like to say that there was some really cool stuff. There was some stuff I enjoyed, but because of how they did the reveals in the Kickstarter, um, like there was nothing that was super a super surprise. You kind of knew everything. Um, so that was a little disappointing. Uh, so there was that. Um, but then, Kidder, we, there, there's some big controversy, and it's really got a lot of people upset, and it's about a different Kickstarter. And it's actually, to date, our most viewed video on the channel was the Howard's Game of Wonder where we talked about Marvel Zombies. Uh, the Zombicide game by Cool Mini or Not, or Simon. And uh, there was some big news because the pledge manager launched and people went in to close out their pledge manager and the cost of shipping on this game kidder in in most cases the the cost doubled from what was promised in the kickstarter but in some cases it was even more than doubled That's so rough. people came in uh, expecting to pay like maybe $60 in shipping and they got met with like a $120 shipping price you know invoice that's not cool it it really is not and it has sparked this kind of giant war uh a lot of people are taking and uh asking for refunds because now they just can't afford the game i mean and i said for some people like the bill jumped up to like 120 if you went all in and you got the giant galactus figure i mean it was a giant figure I mean, your shipping in to some countries was two to three hundred bucks. I mean, it, it, it's it's painful in that regard, and so I feel for those people. So a lot of people are asking for refunds. A lot of people are saying that cool mini or not basically uh, came up short somewhere in what they thought they were going to raise or in a cost, and so they have raised the the cost of shipping to make some profit uh that's been one of the accusations against them um but there's been a, a slew of videos a lot of people have been going through this and analyzing it but then what makes this an even better twist is that a lot of people started basically complaining about kuman you're not and simon has gone in and on any platform where they have control they have started banning anybody who is giving <laughs> negative comments about them and the shipping fiasco give me a break you know if there's one thing you shouldn't do it's piss off gamers <laughs> this is second thing you shouldn't do piss off already pissed off gamers and simon has done that uh brilliantly they the last update on the that kickstarter uh kidder actually talked about like it was simon basically saying hey we're, we're sorry the price went up more than we expected and you know we're, we're not making any profit on shipping but i don't know that anybody's buying that um and mostly because it's like it doubled and people are seeing other kickstarters that aren't having the same shipping cost increase that are the same size game so that's part of it uh and 
it just seems like a really far off guess for a company that Marvel Zombies was their 50th Kickstarter. They should have this shit down by now. <laughs> yeah, you, you've come along that, that far. You think that you'd have kind of figured it out or planned for uh, minimal variables. Yeah. So, Kidder, in, in, even in my watching and looking at some of the commentary on this, the thing that then followed up with that that made it interesting was in some of those comments, they talked about how Simon has been cheapening the materials they're using, and uh, a couple of their games that just shipped, uh, Massive Darkness 2 and Marvel United uh, X-Men, uh, have reports of because of how the box the games were shipped and the materials inside, people are getting crushed boxes, they're getting destroyed minis, all of that. Um, I actually did a Howard's Cave of Wonder a couple of weeks ago that you can go and check out where I actually unboxed because I had both of those games and uh, were checking for damage. Uh, so if you kind of want to see came those... across safely. Yeah, I, I, I made out pretty well, but I've heard some horror stories out there. And it's got a lot of people basically saying, never again will I back a cool mini or not campaign. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the next one, if they can round up an IP strong enough to get people to back and a game good enough for people to back. But... Uh, I think they've burned a lot of people in this. I've seen a lot of people who have been vocal supporters of theirs basically saying, I'm done, I'm out, I'm never again. So it, it's it's interesting in that regard because uh, I talked about it in the Howard's Game of Wonder, but it's one of CMON uh, Kickstarters was one of the reasons I got into Kickstarter. You heard about the first Zombicide game and the amount of plastic you got and the quality of the figures and the quality of the game, and it's like, Man, it sounds like that was a Kickstarter that I really missed. And, uh, and I haven't backed all of the CMON uh, games because sometimes I don't like the figures or sometimes I don't like the game. But I've backed quite a few. And so uh, it might be that I don't back a whole lot more out of this. It might take something special to get me interested. So... All of this, it's been interesting to follow. There's plenty of other people who have covered it Far, far more in depth. So, if you want to know more, I mean, go. You can find it on YouTube and other places. Uh, even the mighty Tom Vassell, the Godfather of board game podcasting, uh, he did a one-hour special on kind of the shipping controversy with Simon. So, I, I mean, I bring it up because Kidder, I think it's interesting, but um, I'd only be rehashing the crown that others have already tread upon. So, I will just say go out, uh, just do a YouTube search, and you can find uh, a lot more on that. But that's the controversy I've been following. Kidder, I know you've been following some different controversies out there. One specifically, and this one you will be interested in. I know I shared it with you after it happened, which was earlier this week. Monday Night Raw. Before the show actually happened, Sasha Banks and Naomi, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, well, they uh, weren't too happy going into the show. In fact, during the broadcast, once they had gone on the air, 
The two of them walked into John Laurinaitis' office, had their suitcases ready to go, dropped the tag team championship belts on his desk, and left. They claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champions, and even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with their two opponents, individuals in the past that they had had matches with, with no consequences. Yes, uh, interestingly enough, the post that uh, I just read in part was shared by WWE. Now, the interesting thing as we continue about it, not only that they shared it, but also that they used their ring names, Sasha Banks and Naomi. The question arises, Howard Blues, is this a work? Or are they pissed and walking out? And WWE just said, well, we will use your ring names because we're not going to just let you go and your contracts aren't up. We're not going to fire you. What do you think? Well, you know, I, I did uh, read some comments on that post you shared with me. And uh, one person made a good one. That was WWE wouldn't say rehearse the match. Um, so interesting that that part made it in there in a WWE release. Um, and so that might be, make it at least very believable that this is a, uh, a shoot. So a, a true thing and not a scripted thing for those who maybe aren't up on the wrestling lingo. Um, but <sighs> At the same time, I, I I know I saw a news story that they were back already. Um, hmm. So I, I'd like to think they worked it out. Plus, with Naomi being the wife of part of the bloodline, you know, I, I don't know that she'd risk breaking up the bloodline. It's drawing you money right now. Mm-hmm. So... I, yeah, I, I'd almost guess that they are playing some sort of angle to this. Um, did you happen to hear who their opponents were? I would guess uh, that <clears throat> it was Shayna Baszler and Natalia. I would guess because I, I, if I remember correctly, the week before, that's who they faced. Interesting. Interesting. Hard to say. You know, they, they end up changing quite a bit of that stuff as well, you know, during the show. So even if that's who they were supposed to face, for all we know, it it, it could have been <laughs> a bunch of other people, right? Right. Just bizarre. Uh, either way, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, also, in uh, WWE news from this evening, uh, as we had discussed previously on the show, as how the tag team championships would be 
uh, merged, united, undisputed. That match occurred at SmackDown this evening, and the Usos are now the undisputed tag team champions. So there is a wee bit of breaking news of sorts for you in the WWE world. As we talk about, uh, unless you wanted to comment on it, do you, we can shift over to uh, AEW. I, I, I got no, no comment. No comment. No comment. I was basic, to me, it was basically expected. Yeah, I, I think we knew that was going to happen sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, AEW, Wednesday night, dynamite. There is, uh, again, the uh, qualifiers for the Owen Hart Championship brackets in the uh, tournament there, men's and women's division. And the AEW does the Joker for uh, both. Well, it happened to be the Joker match. Uh, Music starts playing, and on the screen, it's Johnny Elite. And the, the first thing I think of is... You mean Johnny Gargano is now in AEW? Uh, nope, that would be John Morrison, who is now Johnny Elite. Uh, yeah, he he faced uh, uh, Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe blasted him. So Samoa Joe continues in uh, that tournament. Um, let's see the Wardlow MJF situation is pretty interesting. Uh, I like how they're, they're still building it. You know, it, it wasn't just a one week and here it is, get excited. And now it happened and forget about it. They're, they're still building it. And so they're really building Wardlow. Uh, essentially with the stipulation from this past week, Wardlow must take or had to take 10 lashes from MJF to get his match in the, uh, uh, you know, one of the upcoming shows slash the pay-per-view double or nothing. So it, it was, you know, pretty interesting, pretty cool. Um, more people continued on with, uh, the old Owen Hart championship. Just just going through my notes <clears throat> over here. Uh, the face-to-face with William Regal and Chris Jericho, the two groups, that was a really good segment. I uh, enjoyed the hell out of it. So there's that. Uh, let's see. Missed opportunity to some degree. You know, Ser- Serena Deeb is in AEW. And uh, she has a title shot for the AEW Women's World Championship at Double or Nothing versus Thunder Rosa. You know, now that CM Punk is there, maybe they could bring in Luke Gallows. Maybe uh, do some more interesting things with the Straight Edge Society. Just throwing that out there. That'd be pretty cool. Um. Don't know how you felt on the the SES, Howie, but you know I never got to see much of that run, so yeah. 
Well, hopefully they do it, so then you can see it now. No, you won't see it now. <laughs> uh, th there was, uh, again, in the uh, Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament semifinals, Adam Cole and Jeff Hardy. That was a pretty decent match. Uh, I say pretty decent because Jeff Hardy was fighting off uh, some of the injuries to his body from last week. Uh, the just going nuts with uh, Darby Allen. So they, it was very interesting. And then after the match, <clears throat> it uh, set up a little bit with the Hardys and uh, Red Dragon and the uh, All Elites with uh, Adam Cole and, and uh, the Young Bucks and whatnot. And then Darby Allen and Sting. So we'll see what happens and where they go with that. That was, uh, you know, fun to have them all in the ring. Let's see. Double or nothing is coming up. And, well, we'll just see how, how the rest of it goes. I mean, let's see. Uh, yeah, in this post, they just have out through May 29th, which, of course, by the time this airs, will be old news. So I can hope for the best. Looking at a quick little piece of info there. So. Johnny Elite even does the slow motion thing on the ramp. Yeah. How do you I, feel about that? Well, I mean, yeah, he had to know he was going somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, I mean, it makes sense to hop over to AEW. He's worked everywhere else. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I, uh, I closed out of where I had the. Um, screenshot of I'm guessing it was from his Wikipedia page, but he has 11 or 12 different wrestling names <laughs> from the different promotions. Yeah, because he just switches to Johnny, whatever promotion he is. So Johnny mm -hmm. Impact he's been and mm -hmm. so Johnny Elite just makes sense. So Kidder, you'll you'll appreciate this. So with the Osmo camera that I'm using to record mm -hmm. this, um, you can set it to track uh, things. So I've been using it to kind of track the miniature that I'm working on so that it stays focused on that. Um, but when I was tapping it this last time, it wasn't really going, so I ended up like hitting it a bunch, you know, shook the camera, and it popped a little thing like, you shouldn't be using the Osmo camera while driving. <laughs> so driving you crazy maybe yeah I, uh, I clearly pissed off the Osmo good job now it's going to give you some shitty video that's all we need is more shitty video on this show <laughs> uh, the Osmo usually does pretty well so I, I've been impressed mm. with it and such so good I, I tr truthfully kidding when I was trying to do this this setup I actually, my holder for this, I actually thought, well, I'll use my phone, set up a Google Meet and record with that. But Google has not set it up yet so that you can record a meeting from a mobile device. So that's Great. why I had to use the Osmo. Hmm. It was annoying. 
I suppose you'd have to start a second meeting and then join with the mobile device and set up your mobile device and then just have say something on that and then record on that and then mute the other one. And it just sounds like a giant pain compared to just setting up the Osmo. Yeah, and I actually thought about doing that um, and such, but yeah, that seemed like it was going to be too much work uh, for what mm -hmm. I wanted to do. So... It is what it is. Yeah. Well, we will survive. We will make it to another episode. As long as, you know, the powers of the internet keep the resolution of my, uh, my feed to the recording section stable. Because I've noticed the past couple weeks that we've been doing this, that uh, it just isn't good. But um, the picture that I see in my return video is crystal clear. So I think that uh, is an issue that somebody in the alphabet soup needs to figure out. So get that going. We don't need any more shitty video. Figure it out. Not that hard. Yeah. That's uh, I don't want to say a hot take from me because I could really make a hot take, but that's your thing. <laughs> it uh, it is my thing. Do you want to get to my uh, hot take of the week or absolutely? I was gonna say, or do you want to do a what's on tap round two? Uh I better save one for next week. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. Wow. Only one what's on tap this episode? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we need sponsors. So if you want to sponsor us, join us at beerbluesbs.com. Click buy us a beer and buy us a round or buy us a beer. Send us a note in the comments. I, I like how that's where your mind went. I Mine was more like, are we getting old? You know? <laughs> here, no. here we are. I mean, we're, we're at like an hour and a half for recording. We've only done one what's on tap. We're at the end of the run sheet. Are we losing it already, Kidder? Have we, have <laughs> we jumped the shark? Is this really the end of the triple B? I'd say you can't lose something that you never had <laughs> or that was lost a long time ago. It's already been lost, but I will say there will be more beverage drinking. There will be more consumption. Just uh, have to wait till the next episode of beer, blues and BS. Dang it, Kidder. If we wrapped up this episode, that means I got to be done painting because I got to go, you know, to bed and be a responsible adult. Don't you end this show early, man. I'm finally getting to slap some paint around down here. <laughs> Listen, what you do in your basement is up to you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just kind of how that goes. <clears throat>
You want to talk about the avalanche? We could talk about the avalanche. You know, Kinder, I did notice we we had nothing on the run sheet about the avalanche, and uh, I, I mean the playoffs are going on. I would have thought you you would have had an update on that and how they're well. Doing. <clears throat> you know, round one, we kicked the predators' asses. Yes, all of them. We sent them home out to the golf course in four games. That is right. Four games. Very happy to do so. Had a few days off and then came into round two against the St. Louis Blows, who knocked off the Minnesota Mild. So I guess I'll give them that. But uh, game one, on fire. Avalanche just churning 150%. Fantastic game. Last night's game? No. Not 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 so good. Uh, scoreless after one in the second period. The blows ended up scoring two. Third period, Gabe Landeskog got us on the board two to one. But that's all she wrote, folks. The uh, uh, Avs ended up pulling Darcy Kemper, allowing those jagoffs to get some empty net goals, and yeah, the uh, final was, I think, 4-1. to one. An avalanche lost the first <clears throat> loss in the playoffs this year for the avalanche. So, no, I'm not down. It is the best of seven, unlike college hockey where it's one and you're done. So, we still have time. We can still kick ass as long as they don't do that garbage like they did last year with a one, two, and then lost four. Can't can't do that. So that's why I'm wearing military appreciation jersey this evening, <clears throat> partially uh, because you know a Memorial Day is coming up and uh, celebrating. Uh, those who fought for our country and paid the ultimate sacrifice. So, uh, of course, we salute you and your families here from the Triple B. But uh, also, as we know, big supporters of the Colorado Avalanche. So, let's go. Let's get it on. Let's get going. Also say that, you know, it would have been great to have Tyson Jost on the team still in there chipping away doing his doing his things getting better learning hopefully winning the cup that would be that would be great it would be great so there's your hockey update i don't have any fighting sioux news <laughs> well th thanks for the update i guess i guess I should say you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> Very polite on the triple P. Very, very, very much so. What do we want to be? So, uh, Kidder, are we ready for a hot take? How hot is it? Oh, it's flaming hot. Mm. I don't know if we can say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we can based off what we're going to say because it. Falls within fair use because this is a critique, Kidder. 
Uh, I tried because content. Uh, flaming hot Mountain Dew. What? There's a flaming hot Mountain Dew. There is a flaming hot Mountain Dew, and it's a flaming hot pile of garbage, Kidder. It's, you know, spice, which is what flaming hot is supposed to be, right? It's supposed to be spicy, right? Spice is uh, your your taste buds' reaction to pain is what spice is. When something comes off as hot, it's pain is what you're feeling. Now, spicy food can be great if it's got some nice flavor to it, you know. This kidder, it's like taking a swig of Mountain Dew and then being stabbed in the back of your tongue and throat with needles. It's just blah. And they sell disgusting. this. Yeah, it, they, they sell this shit kidder in like a 12 pack. So, <laughs> and I've seen people buying it. Uh, I found it at a gas station and uh, kidder, I have drank some crappy beers on this show. I have drank some downright painful beers on this show, but I always finish those beers. I did not finish the flaming hot Mountain Dew. So, because because it, it it really there was nothing added except it's like you're drinking a Mountain Dew and then pain. It's it's not. Hmm. It's it, maybe you needed to add vodka to it. I don't think even that would have made it enjoyable. So. There you go. Howard's hot take. Flaming Mountain Dew. <laughs> flaming hot Mountain Dew. Flaming hot pile of garbage. Just skip it, folks. Stay away from that dumpster fire. That's understandable. You know, along those lines, last uh, summer, maybe even uh, early fall, the summer drinks were still around. I made a stop at Caribou and uh, <clears throat> met up with uh, with a friend of ours. Uh, as he was floating through town on his way back to uh, the Margo forehead area. And I look up at the board and uh, they have the smoothies. Of course, uh, I do enjoy a, a freshly or at least somewhat fresh blended fruit smoothie. Uh, caribou and some of the other coffee or uh, beverage places have you know those sorts of things so i'm like yeah that sounds really good it was early enough in the morning it had caffeine so win-win there and then pineapple love pineapple howie blues loves pineapple so i'm like you know what i'll get this drink and it's supposed to be spicy so I'm like, yeah, be a little spice with the pineapple. Sure. Give that a go. Because the first thing I think of in my head is the pineapple steaks from Famous Dave's. Grilled slices of pineapple on the grill there. Mm. Yes, grilled on the grill. Not just grilled on a griddle. And then they have the seasoning that they drop on there, which I, I believe is the Devil's Spit Dry Rub. So it has enough kick to it, especially if you're not expecting it because it's pineapple, right? So I get the drink and I take a drink and I'm like, oh, pineapple. And just instantly, bam, right in the taste buds, right in the throat, just like you're talking about nasty. 
So I look at the the picture again, and there's jalapenos next to the pineapple. And I'm going, this isn't supposed to taste like this because it didn't really taste like jalapeno. It just tasted like here's hot spiciness with no good flavor. In fact, it almost tasted like what, I don't know, almost like puke. Or when you're about to puke and you have that like, esophageal nastiness just coming coming up like that that's more like what it tasted like with pineapple i'm like you know what maybe it's gonna get better so i pineapple uh, like i i almost because by this time we were uh going our separate ways and i had to go to work I felt like doing two things. One, throwing up out the window as I'm driving down the road, or two, throwing the whole thing out the window. And then I'm like, man, you know, I spent like six bucks on this or five bucks, whatever it was. I couldn't. I I got to work and I I dumped that thing. It was it even smelled gross when I was dumping it out in the sink. So I don't know what they did, how it passed quality control in the recipe, because uh, I'm sure it had to be some, you know, corporate uh, head chef recipe, but it, it was horrible. So I would suggest that you stay away from that as well. Good suggestion. Just a good suggestion. Just, just saying that. I, I did not see it on the menu uh, the last visit to uh, to Caribou, so that's a plus. Uh, they had uh, a couple other summer drinks, the smoothies with the fruit and whatnot, and the blackberry lemonade was fantastic. So I would I would suggest that because you get the blackberry tastiness but then also the tartness of the lemonade it's very good very good so from a nasty last year drink to this year's fantastic drink just uh just my thoughts for you there howie blues no some good thoughts some good thoughts uh, you know, Kidder, uh, speaking of spicy food, um, have you ever tried uh, Wing Thai? That's uh, the Thai restaurant up by the North Walmart here in town. That's the one in the kind of uh, three or four story building with the yes. Buck Star in it. Yeah. That's the one. We have. Yeah, uh, you know, me and the missus have tried it a couple of times. Uh, we like it. I, I don't know what your thoughts are. Um, but I will say, I did order uh, my food uh, at the medium spice level one uh, evening. And <laughs> that was hotter than I was expecting. Um, Howie Blues got well hydrated that night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we liked it. 
Uh, let me see. Uh, I I cannot remember what I ordered, uh, but essentially, it was kind of like a. I don't want to say stir fry, but I mean that might be just a the best best way to describe it, like a chicken chicken stir fry. I'll I'll end up sharing sharing this with you, so then. You know, for everybody wondering, <clears throat> we have that. Uh, and, and then the we we also tried uh, one of the uh, appetizers, which uh, was very interesting to try because it was uh, Thai food meeting uh, Indian food. So that was uh, both of those flavors mixing. Very, very good. Uh, liked that. Uh, and then the the spice level, I think I went mild. And the reason I did that, uh, not only to end up uh, like you of tasting something and wanting to then drink pitchers of water for the rest of the night, but uh, th- there is one other table in there of... Uh, People I would not hang out with, and the the lady was very loud of how she did not order it spicy. She could not even t- eat it. She could not even taste anything because her mouth was on fire and it was supposed to be medium. Something along those lines, and... Basically going, you need to remake this. Don't know what it was, but I just said, I'll just order it mild. And then I don't have to worry about making my head explode with the spice or having to send it back or anything like that. I mean, this maybe is a question for you, but as a general go to at any restaurant of I don't know, ethnicity, I suppose, from Thai to Japanese to Indian or the like. When you go in there and you're like, huh, this one's spicy. Do you just automatically go, yep, I love spicy food and I'm going to go 100% or do you kind of scale it back and maybe go uh uh, if it's like the star scale, one to five, right? You're like, maybe I, I'd normally like a three to four, but I don't know how this place is. So I'll go with a two. Do you kind of go with that logic or do you go all for it? My usual take with it is I, I will usually start, you know, because usually with places like that, there's like a no spice and then it's mild, medium, hot, tie hot. I think it's what wing tie does. So I, I know I want some spice because I do like spicy food. Uh, so I will usually start at like the 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 first level up. So like mild. I'll, I'll start there and I'll try a dish at mild. Um, and, and based off how that dish is, I, you know, if it if it was if I felt like it was right at the line of too hot, then, you know, hey, mild's my level. Um, if I thought it was, you know, it was hot or at least had a nice heat to it, but I could go a little spicier, then I'll jump up a level. 
and just kind of slowly work my way up. So that's how I ended up on the medium one and going, ah, it's because the first time around I had mild and was like, you know, it's got a nice heat to it. It's not too terrible. It's this is enjoyable. And so I like I'll move up one and uh, try it a little bit hotter. And then it was too hot. Um, hmm. But that that's my especially when I I don't know the place mm-hmm. real well. I'll, I'll tend to be cautious the first time, and then work my way up um, to what I think is appropriate, or at least what I sure. will tolerate and such. It's good. We're we're kind of on the the same lines when it comes down to that. So, and I, and maybe that's just uh, because we use our brain <laughs> when we go to a place that we're not really familiar with. Uh, kind of like uh, our friends over at Eat Thai in the south end of Bismarck. Fantastic food, but uh, I think if you or I went above the, I want to say they do it on a five star rating i think if you or i went went above us or no it's four stars if we went above two i think both of us would would start melting you know we might be able to take three for a while but then it's just not as enjoyable to eat for for us uh i know at a two level or what that would equate to you know in the the just over medium heat. Uh, Mrs. Can't uh, can't take it too spicy, too spicy, but so delicious. Love it. Yeah, I, you know, Kidder, I, and see, I would be willing at least once um, to try like the Thai level heat, but I wouldn't want a whole meal because I don't want to throw it out. You know, like I would try like, you know, like a small shot glass sample of something at that level just to just to experience what is like tie level heat. But yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do a whole meal just because uh, I think that would be wasteful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I don't agree. Waste I, I do want to enjoy it, but I do kind of want, you know, to experience that, you know, at some point and kind of go, whoa, OK, this is. This is what Thai, you know, heat is just. Yeah. And I was was right. I just pulled up the uh, eat Thai menu to see because I also wanted to look at uh, some of the tasty looking photos of uh, delicious food. But uh, they do level zero through four. So you can zero for no heat. One, two, three, four, four actual spice levels. And I went with the two, which would, I guess, technically be in the middle. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, that'll give you a little bit of zing. The pad CU. Oh, so good. I'm getting hungry. Yeah. Damn I, it. I was going to say, I, I kid her. I, I'm getting a little uh, hungry talking about uh, good Thai food. That's uh, we might have to find a snack after the show. (laughs) Perhaps next weekend we'll have to uh, get together for double or nothing and then uh, come on down, watch it, have some eat Thai. Uh, I think, uh, well, let me think. They might not be open on on, uh, Sundays. 
but we could uh, we can hope that'd be a good idea yeah well and we'll have to see um what the weekend brings if i'm able to join you or not you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. it's uh it's tough with the kids you know mm-hmm. i don't want to leave lefty she she you know she's still on maternity leave so she gets to put up with both kids uh most of the time much more than i do and so i try to be respectful of the fact that uh that's a lot of work <laughs> so and such so we'll see um what that ends up being but uh if not maybe we'll just have to have uh a wing or a uh eat tie episode of beer blues and bs recounting double or nothing after the show that would be good uh because looking at uh <clears throat> the schedule they're typically uh, Friday, Saturdays open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Again, Friday and Saturday, 11 to 9, and then closed Sunday and Monday. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday open 11 to 8. So we'll just have to try and schedule something in there because uh, so good. So good. Anyway, that's. I don't want to talk about uh, food anymore because I'm I'm starting to get the starving Marvins. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Kidder, uh, I mean, we've been talking for a while. Not as long as we usually have. But, you know, we have hit the end of the run sheet. It maybe is a sign that uh, it's time for us to wrap up this episode. I'm almost done base uh, coding these guys in that short amount of time. Um, But I think it's time that we uh, do some cheap plugs and bring this show to a close. Oh, right. Right, Orion? All right. It uh, is this opportunity that you can join us, the Triple B family. What do we mean by that? Subscribe to the uh, show wherever you're watching or listening to it, uh, please. And thank you. And join us at Facebook. Click the thumbs up and like the page. Be part of the community there. You don't you know, really have to do anything. Just click like. And if you would like and share the posts, I mean, we'd appreciate that as well. That, that would, be, would be awesome if you could. Please share with your friends. Sharing is caring, you know. Share and uh, send it off to those that you love because they need some triple B in their lives as well. Where are we on those locations? Well, that's a good question. We're all over the place for the audio versions. We're on Google podcasts through the Google play store, Apple podcasts and iTunes through the iOS store and their shenanigans. Uh, The iPods as they die off Spotify, you can subscribe to the show there. We're also on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb, Player FM, and I'm sure 
uh, yes, we are getting to even more places for you to be able to find us. So if you have an audio listening service, if you would just search beer, blues and BS and uh, see if we're on there. And if we are, hey, hit the subscribe, please give us a thumbs up. Other than that, our web home for everything is BeerBluesBS.com. Again, uh, BeerBluesBS.com, a secure website for you. If you'd visit that for us, that'd be awesome. BeerBluesBS.com. You can buy us a beer while you're on there. Just click the Buy Us a Beer button as you get to watch the beer nice and frothy. Builds up, builds up. Looks so refreshing. BeerBluesBS.com. Dot com for that. Also, if you're looking to support the show, an awesome way to do that is to get a shirt or a pint glass or something of the sort, maybe even just a sticker. Click the merch button at the top, beerbluesbs.com. We have lots of different designs of sweet swag for you to see at beerbluesbs.com. So I guess that's about it for this episode. He's Howard Blues still painting away, and I'm painting the picture over here of another awesome episode, sunsetting into the night. I'm the man, the myth, legend, Mark Kidder. He's Howard Blues. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. Remember, keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we will catch you on down that old dusty Tuscan highway. See you on the next episode. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Interesting. You know, Kidder, I, I realized a topic as we were sitting here that I was going to put on the run sheet, and I totally forgot about it. So I'll have to try to remember for next week, but... We started watching WandaVision. Ah. So. Just one episode or two or? We're like five or six in. Ah. Because uh, once you start watching. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. No, we, uh, we, we've made some progress on it. But I haven't watched it. In a couple of nights, but uh, uh-huh. yeah, there's only like ten episodes, so it's not. Yeah, a so ton. good. So, uh, hey, you know what? Here, here's the behind the curtain, and uh, everybody now knows. Next week, Howard Blues talks about Wandavision, unless right. he forgets again. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs>